You're listening to Live from My Mother's Basement with me, Mike Marino. Oh yeah, my mask is going to fog, my, my eyeglasses are going to fog up. I'm not going to be able to see shit. And this is one of those episodes where I want to see everything. Are we live? Is it happening? Why is that thing circling like that? Oh, there we are. Look how cute. All right, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Live from My Mother's Basement with yours truly, Mike Marino. I got a great guest on the show. I'm going to mispronounce her name all night long. Perfect. But as we start every show, we're protected. We got COVID tested. I'm negative, and she got the vaccine, so we don't need these. Yep. Safety first, though. Safety first. Welcome to the show, everybody. Let's say hello to my special guest. I can't look at that. Look at how far. (laughs) Windscreen wipers. Yeah, something. Windscreen wipers. We both can't talk today. No. Um, this is Georgia. Hi. Van Kylenberg. What? I said it wrong. Yes, you got it right. I said it right. Okay. Well done. Um, I'm really not good with this particular last name because to me, I thought it was like German. But All right. It's from the town of Coilin, which is Holland, Dutch, but I am not. I'm Sri Lankan. To defend us <laughs> from the pandemic. Yeah. Here to go home to where they're from to uh, do what they got. And whatever else was the uh, the emergency people now and the teachers that was the they went emergency teachers and then everyone yeah now I can you... I'm, I, I'm leaving tomorrow but I can get the vaccine here in Los Angeles I qualified how long do they stay open <laughs> yeah I don't know if I'm ready um, I'm I'm thinking you know what do you want I, I want I wanted to wait <laughs> I wanted to wait another you know year. You're like see. the people with the iPhone that wait to see the better better model. I want to see uh, how many people, you know, just get whacked out eventually. They, you know, grow grow third ears and a, and a fake eye. So what you're saying is in a year you're going to call me and be like, are you alive? Yeah. How many body parts have yeah. you lost? Are you still peeing purple? Yeah. I mean, you okay now? Their hair in places there shouldn't be. 
well, Georgia got the vaccine. So if you would indulge us, tell us, where'd you go? How'd you get it? So I actually am looking after an elderly woman who is on hospice. So I had to get it. That was part of it. You can't not get it if you're looking after elderly folks. So I kind of jumped the line because of that. Went to Dodgers. They have a mariachi band there playing while you're in line. It's this crazy system. They have like five different lines and they're all snaking, but there's a mariachi band. I think they're trying to like deflect the fact that you're there for three hours waiting in your car, but they have porta potties all the way along and people are like jumping out and coming back and like catching their car somewhere else. It's kind of like a weird kind of snake game. Uh, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, man. That is just so Hollywood. She went to Dodger Stadium to get the vaccine. And Crazy. while people are all in line, they have entertainment. Of course. And out of all the entertainment to pick, but it is mariachi this. bands. Boy, come on, mariachi bands. This would be a good place for comedians. <laughs> step up, folks. That step up. <laughs> have you played Dodger Stadium? <laughs> no, I've Oh, man, that's great. Could you imagine that? Where'd you play last week? Oh, I was doing an open mic. How about you? I played Dodgers <laughs> Stadium. <laughs> the, the actual stadium? No, just the line. It's just, just a, the line just in the, the parking, parking lot. lot. Exactly. How many people were there? Millions. Yes. It was a rotating they were, crowd. They were in their car. Yeah. How was the laughter? It wasn't that much. They weren't allowed to wind down their windows, so I'm not sure if they were laughing or not. But yeah, I did that. And then the second time round, it is so painful. So the first time they, like, it didn't hurt me that much, the first shot. But then you come back three weeks later. We've got the, I got the Moderna, the one. Um, and the woman who gave me the shot said, yeah, I didn't wake up until six o'clock the next day. It's like, I have a big day planned tomorrow. What are you talking about? Right? Yeah. I mean, I, I took the advice that the other woman said to me, if you move your arm, it doesn't hurt as much. So I went crazy. I did two hour workout on Saturday. I redid my storage or everything. So I had a fever the whole day, but it didn't hurt as much as everyone else who told me. So just keep moving folks, get the blood pumping. Through so you were able to get your shot. Because you take care of an elderly woman. Yeah. Which made you qualify. Yeah. Then after you got that, two weeks later, you go back and get the next one? Yeah. Once you have that first shot, they give you a special card so you don't have to prove anything. After that, you just turn up and they give you the shot. But I had to wait. My appointment was at 1040 and I left there at three o'clock in the afternoon. That was not awesome. But hey, safety first. I'm proud, I guess. I just want to say real quick, because while she's explaining this, I'm hoping my friends and fans are all listening to she has an accent and she says things a little bit differently than we do, which is cool. She just turned up. Never heard that term. No, you've never said that. I just turned up. I don't even know if I could do that accent any justice. Now, you're obviously from, uh, well, I can't say obviously, because I would say England. Yeah. <laughs> Australia. Not from England. I'm from Australia. I'm a born and bred Aussie. My dad's Sri Lankan. Mum's Australian. And I'm now an American. A citizen. Is that right? How long have you been in the United States? I got here April 28th, 2005 and became a citizen September 29th, 2012. Not that I'm counting. Why does anybody want to leave Australia? All we think of in the United States, especially as New Jersey people, that Australia is like the greatest place in the world. You go to the beach, all the girls are gorgeous, the guys are gorgeous, we'll stick that in, you know, people, yeah, the people guys are, are taller. People are happier, they, they, they hang out with alligators. <laughs> I, they're actually called crocodiles there, so there you go. She sounds like the crocodile hunter. Hey, buddy, I've got one here. Um, I used to do a bit about Steve Irwin, but once he died, I was like, oh, it's not so Yeah, well. It's kind of sad. 
Maybe now you can. Yeah, I think it's been, it's been long enough. Bindi's yeah. holding it up. Yeah, I mean, Australia is an amazing place. Like, it's absolutely beautiful. It's absolutely gorgeous. The people there are so easygoing and relaxed, but that's kind of why I left. Like, I've always been that kid who's like, I want to take on the world and I want to do it yesterday. And they're like, oh, you're too much. This is, just take a break. Have a barbecue. So were you an actress pursuing a career in yeah. Australia before you got on the plane? Yeah, I was. I came over here when I was 18, so I hadn't done much. But I'd been the voice in two animation character TV shows. And I decided, so I decided when I was two and a half that I was going to make every child in the world happy. That was my goal. Four and a half through entertainment and 12, I decided I was going to move here um, to do it. And I got on a plane at 18 knowing one person and I've been here ever since. How does somebody leave Australia not really knowing anybody and you come to Hollywood? Yeah. Like you didn't go to New York or Ohio? No, I mean, I, I read enough that I was pretty sure LA. I've always wanted to go to New York and do theater, but I knew I wanted to spread positive messages to kids through entertainment and Hollywood does that. But yeah, I turned up, I turned up on the first day and had high heels on, I had a fancy jacket. I was like ready to be discovered at LAX. I was so ready. And I said to the guy, the bus driver, I went to the bus driver, I was like, could you take me downtown? And you imagine like me at 18 being like in 2005, take me downtown. And he goes, you'll be on the side of a milk carton by 11 o'clock tonight. I'm taking you to the beach. And he dropped me off Santa Monica beach. And I'm looking around, there's all these folks with luggage, right? Like the homeless folks have all their leg, like, yeah. things in like So I'm looking around and my all I thought was like, oh, this must be where they take everybody from the airport. <laughs> yeah. Like, I knew, oh my it's God, the I was way so station. innocent. Isn't that amazing? So you showed up at 18 with heels. I showed up in 18, at 18, I was wearing heels. I... <laughs> Did it work for you? Because it, no, it didn't work, work. for me. <laughs> um, I didn't come to Los Angeles till I was probably in my mid 20s. But I was already working in New York City as an actor, and I had friends that were already out here in Los Angeles pursuing their career. But I would just assume, because then for me it was scary as shit, you're leaving the safety of your family and your life to come to Hollywood, which can be, and still is, uh, pretty brutal. Yeah. People are nasty to each other, now more than ever, and show business is a grind because, quite honestly, um, even the most gorgeous people compete with the most gorgeous people and there's just so many of them. I would assume you had a leg up though because you got that beautiful Australian accent and you're a gorgeous girl. Uh, so then what happened? Well, thank you. I don't, you're very sweet to say that, but on the levels of gorgeous in Hollywood, like I'm nowhere near, like I couldn't get a modeling agent or any of that stuff. That wasn't who I was, what I was gonna be. So to be honest, I'd always just love laughing and having a good time and making fun of people, which doesn't work out very well when you're an 18 year old girl in Hollywood because girls don't like jokes. Like, right. I had no friends. The first year I would make fun of my girlfriends as a way to be like, hey, we're like buddies. And they'd be like, do I look fat in this? I'd be like, yeah, you look huge. And they're like, how can you fucking say that about me? Oh my God, that's like so mean. And I'd be like, I was joking, Never mind. So I started stand up. Um, and that's when I started feeling like I was just surrounded by guys like yourself who like making fun and having a laugh. And that's when I started feeling like I had something going. Are you having a laugh? Yeah, exactly. I feel like she's saying that. Are you having a laugh? Having a laugh. Who's having a laugh? I'm taking a piss. Yes. Are you, are you pissing? No. I don't even know what it is. That's All we ever knew about Australia, especially me and my two brothers, was 
the Crocodile Hunter, and of course, Crocodile Dundee. Yeah. Put it on the Barbie or whatever the hell it was that he said. Put another shrimp on the Yeah, Barbie. put another shrimp on it. That's not a knife. This is a knife. And he has his big knife. And we know that movie. And uh, we know we love that accent. And we just think Australia is just the best place in the world. Where in Australia are you from? I'm Melbourne, which is down south. Um, it's not as beachy and all of that stuff that you would expect. It's pretty much like a bit like sort of San Francisco. good but it's not here and and nobody like here and everybody knows the people here so if you need to tell people important things you come here see right now there's a bunch of jersey people we're gonna take questions don't go away we're gonna take I see questions the kangaroos. <laughs> kangaroos hi eddie it's yep. eddie hey listen eddie i hope you get better my friend eddie says got uh covid it's oh, gonna no. go away i had it and after about the 10 days, it was gone. It was just like having a cold. He's sending cough you a it cuddle, out. Eddie. He's sending you a cuddle. Hugs. Yes. Um, you're going to be fine. Don't worry about nothing. And then you come on my show in a couple of weeks when we're in Jersey. But that's funny that you mentioned kangaroo because, you know, we're Jersey boys. What do we think of Australia? Crocodiles, kangaroo, and gorgeous women and put a steak on a barbie or some <laughs> shit like that that's just the whole that's all that happens in Australia. so what what exactly is the whole kangaroo thing because we really don't know we see squirrels pigeons yeah so kangaroos a little bigger than a squirrel and there's two different sorts of kangaroos though this is people don't realize that there's the big kangaroos there's the ones that you see the boxing kangaroos they're yeah. a real deal they, they do that they put themselves they on, on the their street back tail? just all alone no, looking around not at all so i've probably seen like six of those in my life out in the outback like if we went out on a holiday to the outback but there's the little guys that are about so this cool big. she said holiday in the outback so <laughs> i can cool. just say any word because we put... say christmas we don't yes. say holiday yeah different thing but there's these Vacation. guys that are about this big and they're um sort of more a brown kangaroo as opposed to a red kangaroo and they're all over the place but not like in the city center but like my dad's golf course where he played and you know if you go out like 30 to 40 minutes out of the city then you get lots of little brown kangaroos can a person have a kangaroo is it a pet no it's not it's like me taking home a pigeon yeah like try and get that pigeon to come i home could get you. the pigeon it just wouldn't be any fun <laughs> no i don't think it would you know be the best like i'd pet. feed it and it would just run away I'm exactly like, yeah kangaroos are not domesticated that i know of neither are koalas they stink don't cuddle them um, and wombats are not, and platypuses definitely they'll sting you. Oh, now we're getting into it. She just named a bunch of animals. I have I'm no idea. I'm dropping names this here. This is great. I'm dropping names. Okay, platypus. I don't even know what that is, but there was a show with one of our fellow comedians back in the day called The Platypus Man, and it starred Richard Jenny. Really? Yeah, Richard Jenny. Do you remember? Yeah, Richard totally. Jenny. Why would he be the? He's an Italian guy from Brooklyn, New York. Great comedian, and he had like twelve or thirteen HBO specials, and they had a show called The Platypus Man. Why on earth would he be the Platypus Man? I don't know. I'm so intrigued. What's that got to do with? I never really watched the show. I think it lasted maybe a year. I wonder whether it was a super deep name because the platypus has this little spear thing on the back that's actually a poisonous little. Maybe he had this like poisonous twist. That he was. I don't know. Where was it? On the platypus. On the platypus, yeah. yeah. Where, no, it's on, where it, was it? on its bottom right foot, I think. It's on its foot? Oh, well, it's fin thing. It's... I don't even know what a platypus looks like. <laughs> I, I, so I'm a platypus still... 
It, a platypus and echidna are the only two animals that are both marsupial and mammal in the world that I know of. Here you go, science lesson, y'all. Um, and they, the platypus, it kind of has like a duck bill. This is going to sound like I'm making this thing up. A duck bill, and it has a kind of like a bit like a badger look, but it's more flat. Like if you ran over a badger and put a bill on the end and then gave it duck hands. I hope you guys are enjoying tonight's show because I think the mass majority of my fans have no idea what a badger is okay, good or a platypus. We probably think, and I, this is what I'm going to say, that a badger is really a person who lives next to you that bothers you. Yeah, so just You're get one of those and flatten You're a real fucking badger. Get away from me. Just run him over and then you've What's got a, a platypus. You know, like the animal? Isn't that a... No, I can't think of one. We know koala bear. What do you guys have here? That's, I thought a badger was... Oh, no, that's English. Sorry. What's a koala bear? A That's... You don't know That's Australia, right? Bear? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a... Yeah. And then there's the other animal you mentioned. But he just funny sits fact, he's not right? a bear. He's just a koala. Oh, a koala. Yeah. Did they there's call him koala of, bear? No. There's I a made song it up. A, no, no, there's a song in Australia called Please Don't Call Me a Koala Bear because I'm not a bear at all. Well, who calls it a bear? Americans. Americans? Yeah. Oh, all right. We're off... We're, we're all learning something something now. She's going to have a, a show. It's going to be like have a, a, show. a crocodile comedian girl slash hey, this is a platypus girl. <laughs> but what I is don't the, think what you it, should ever call a girl a platypus. That's no, not. Okay. That's not. So Could you imagine that? You know what, honey? I've had it. You're a platypus. Get out of my life. That's a great platypus. Shut up, you platypus. I should, I should sting, you with, sting you with my thing from back here that yes. nobody knows about. <laughs> you You bear. <laughs> You koala bear. I'm going to write a song about you, you son of a bear. This is amazing. <laughs> well, the, now, what is the animal that's like a, it's a slug. They call them slug, sluggish, slow. You mean a sloth? A sleuth. Sleuth sloth. 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 Did you see these things? They just like. They are amazing. They're so cute. They literally just slowly but surely. What the hell is that? They're they, so creepy. They are the laziest. It's because they're lazy? Oh, I don't know. They're, they're chill. Maybe they're just chill. Don't they know they're gonna get like kidnapped or? Well, that's what I. I mean, I mean, animals are created to be survival of the fittest, right? So there must be some advent. Maybe it's because they look so still. People like other animals don't think they're alive. Right. Maybe. Have you ever seen Kristen Bell? There's a video of Kristen Bell losing her. Can I swear? Yeah, sure. Losing her shit at her birthday because her husband got her a sloth to come and visit for the day and she cries so she's so excited she can't leave her bedroom and she has an hysteric crying fit it's pretty great she thinks shit is a swear word <laughs> sorry no, i forgot you're the jersey sure, guy show it a guy from new jersey i'm trying not to say fuck oh please <laughs> to the waiter hey go bring out the platypus hey <laughs> all right well listen this is really interesting i had no idea we we're going to be talking about animals <laughs> It's very, very interesting. Uh, we're talking to uh, Georgia, who's from Australia. She came to Los Angeles to pursue her dream as an actress and a comedian. There used to be two words. Now it's all the same word. There was actress and actor. Yeah. I don't know why they merged it. I guess people just get lazy. So now we are actors. Yep. Not an actress. Yep. Actor. I'm happy with that. Used to be comedian, comedian. Now it's just comedian or stand-up or comic. I use the term entertainer. Me too, actually. You do? I do. See, we got that in common. I say entertainer because I don't just do stand-up. I'm an actor. Yeah. I play instruments. I can't sing or dance. What instruments do you play? I play the drums. 
Oh, that's you're a drummer. Well, what do you play? Um, All of a sudden, I became sexier somehow because I play the drums. <laughs> I felt it. Yeah, but yeah, you did. I'm a regular sleuth. There's just a sloth, I'm, I'm yep. sleuthing in over here. Sleuthing in. I don't know. Drumming's just like you always go for the drummer in the band. Yes. Oh, oh, I've been playing it. I still play. I got drums in the other room. I got congas. That's amazing. You can bang your drums later. Hang on. And we'll be right back after this commercial break. I'm gonna go bang on my drum. <laughs> I'm going to be slow doing it. I'm a sleuth. <laughs> All right. Slow drumming. I was on uh, Georgia's talk show last week. She has a podcast, which is nerd something. Nerd world. She called it nerd world. I didn't think it was nerdy at all. I thought it was pretty badass. Oh. Why'd you call it nerd world? I mean, you're really going after, let's say, the nerdy kids? Well... So I worked on it with Jamie at the Laugh Factory, and it hasn't been released yet. So you let's can let everybody know who she just said, mentioned. One of the greatest men ever, Jamie Masada, who started the Laugh Factory, um, an incredible man and visionary. And he and I came up with the podcast to make it okay that so many people were bullied or just given a hard time or felt alone or like you shared about how when you first moved to New York and no one would allow you to just be you, like you're the blonde hair, blue eyed guys with this accent. No way, that doesn't work. So many of us, like for me, I did not have any confidence to be who I really was when I was younger. I got bullied by teachers um, and so many people got labeled when they were little. And we want to show that so many of those people, like you, go on to have these amazing careers and kind of stick it to all those people that gave them a hard time. And so we're profiling people like you who have gone on to great success to kind of say, if you were like this, it's okay. Like, there's a journey for you. There's a place. We are, the nerds are kind of the ones taken over. The ones that weren't the coolest popular kids are the ones that are more likely to succeed. And we want you to have a show, but we want to laugh about it. We want to have fun. I think, uh, and I know a lot of people are going to think this too, I find it hard to believe that this gorgeous woman from Australia considered herself in the nerd category. Now, I don't know when the drastic change happened to you from Nerdville to Hamana Hamanaville, <laughs> but, I mean, come on. Sweet, now, thank you. I was a weird kid. I don't think I was in the real extreme nerd category, but I wanted so badly to be an actor that I went into the choir and I went into like all these drama clubs, which was kind of on the nerdy side. But I said, you know what, I'm going to be De Niro. So I kind of stuck it out that way. But I wasn't really all that great in sports. I wasn't even really that great of a drummer, but I knew how to make it look like I was a great drummer. You were a good actor at yes. being a drummer. And uh, yeah. so that's, that's what made me do that. But this is great that she's doing that type of a podcast. I could just imagine the different characters you're going to have on the show. To go for a sandwich and listen to one joke or two, and that. San Diego, Chicago. Mike, I didn't know this, but he started it because... 
and he gave him $100 for headlining and he gave it back to him and said, pay the rent. Yeah, I remember that story. I am aware of that story. A lot of people might not know the whole history of that, but the comedy store, which was owned by Mitzi Shore and her husband, Sammy Shore, who are no longer with us a long, long time ago, the comedy store was like a college. And comedians from all around the world wanted to be accepted into this college, and it was very difficult to get in because there was only one, and there were millions of comedians from around the world, Australia, England, uh, you name it, to get into the famous comedy store. And at that time, entertainment was mostly live, more than television, to go out to see a show. So when they would go to the comedy store, it was always packed no matter who was on stage. But she didn't pay the comedians because if they got on television, then they would make big money and they wouldn't have to give it to her. So they actually had a strike. And uh, I think Jay Leno was one of the biggest yeah. names that was doing David it. And Letterman of course, and who's yeah. the other guy that's a, a big big name at the Laugh Factory too now? He's um, an older guy. But not, oh, um, Tom? Tom Dreesen. Tom Dreesen, yeah. So he's a great guy, nice he's Italian great. fellow from he Chicago. Took, oh my gosh, actually, he told me one of the greatest Italian stories. Oh, I never thought I could use it. There you go. Amazing. So Tom took me to dinner many years ago. I think he was just trying to like give me the lay of the land. And he was telling me something. Tom Dreesen took her to dinner to give her the lay of the land. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what Italian I Italian guy from Chicago. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm just saying. No, no, he probably <laughs> did. He's, he's, he's a great, great he's guy. He's a lovely Set man. Set that up. And, and let's add this too, because we're talking about Tom Dreesen, guys. Look him up on the internet. The guy's a legend. He opened for uh, Frank Sinatra for like 25 years. Yeah. He was actually one of the pallbearers holding the uh, coffin when uh, Frank Sinatra passed away. Yeah, and I was dating a much older man at the time, which is how like he was friends with Tom. And so we went to the Laugh Factory in Long Beach and had dinner and we we're talking and he told me the story about the Goombas. <laughs> and I th let me see if I can get this right. This joke he told me was that there's an, there's an old guy and he's in the country club and he's with his wife and he's got Jerry and all his buddies and this gorgeous girl walks in and they all sort of go, hey, and he goes, hey, and she goes, who's that? And she, he's like, she's our goomba. And he was like, what? She, the mom, the wife was like, are you kidding me? We've got a goomba. That's not good. And, he, and, he, and she loses it and he's like, well, that's fine. You know, if, um, you know, you don't want the yacht and you don't want the house and that's fine and all that kind of thing. And then she goes, okay, is Al Gumbar cuter than Jerry's? <laughs> Something like that. I think he did it. Wait a minute, wait a minute. This is, this is really great because she has the words wrong, but it's really, really funny because she's doing a, 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 the male version of the female version. Oh, is it? Oh, no. A Goomba is the guy. He's oh, your no. buddy. Well, that's what You're saying Gumara. Oh, that's right. And a Gumara <laughs> is the girl on the side. Meaning he had a little extra affair. <laughs> right now, there's so many I love people. that you, you let me go the whole way through. And you're like, by the way, it was completely they wrong. had a Goomba. Hey, you like the yard? Do you like the house? Then you let me have my Goomba. <laughs> yeah. Which in these days would mean okay. he's gay. <laughs> maybe, maybe he is. I don't want to judge. Tom was ahead of his time. No, no, yeah, well. That's right, Goomara. That's, a Goomara. Yeah, that's okay. It depends on your accent or where you're from, what region. I'm going but, to blame uh, it on being Australian. This is really, really great. And, you know, it's funny because now she's talking about Italian, the Italian guy from Chicago, and uh, he's a great guy. I do a lot of shows with Tom. We were working with Dina Martin a lot. We were doing the D. Martin Rose. But you're talking about a guy with a great history of the stand-up business, and Tommy was one of the guys who led the... The, the strike. The strike. Yeah. 
and uh, he never went back to the comedy store. Yeah, he's so a loyal man. You guys should read this. There's a lot of books. I don't know if the comedy store documentary portrayed that, but they should have because that's that's big history, and uh, it's almost like uh, I don't know. Let's say Rutgers had a football team that never won for a hundred years, and then they finally won a game. So everybody who went to Rutgers should know all of that. Many beautiful women who are also highly intelligent were considered nerdy because they took their education seriously. Those are the finest women out there. Wow, Eddie. Well, well, Eddie. Thank you. Thank you for hooking up, brother. I'm going <laughs> to hey, assume Kira. you. Yep. Um, you know what? Yes. Why, why I we do we love just, learning. Why I'm an educated just, woman. She's very educated. Yep. I, she, she I've got over. my master's in global leadership and global sustainability. Yep, last year. That. I'm thinking about getting my master's in global health, but I don't think I have time because I run three companies. <laughs> do you really? Well, we're going to get into all that. Right now, one of my sponsors is writing into the show with his entire family, and they're probably wondering where the food is. <gasps> now, we usually talk about Foggia Italian Market in Delhi in Lakewood, California. We're going to talk about them anyway because they still have some leftovers from when I was podcasting last Tuesday night with our friend Michael Anoche who lost his mind while he was here. He couldn't believe what it smelled like when he came into I Rome. I could smell it from over on the screen. It looked so good. <laughs> he was talking about how the house smelled like grandma's and the sauce and the meatballs and all the food that we had here. And I wanted to do it again tonight because one of the best things about my podcast is we eat while we converse, while we talk. But tonight uh, um, we have a guest who's, uh, well, you tell everybody. Well, I didn't tell you the full story. So I have what they call FODMAP malabsorption. This is when it gets sexy, Say boys. it again. Say it again. FODMAP malabsorption. Foam at the mouth? Yeah, pretty what much. What is it called? FODMAP. F-O-D-M-A-P-S. FODMAPs. So I'm, I can't have FODMAPs, and that's gluten, lactose, um, any dairy, any uh, fructose, mannitol, sorbitol, fructans. Get sexier. You waiting? It's all of this stuff. So, yeah, no garlic, no onion, most fruits are out, all sauces are out, no bread, no pasta, no cream, no cheese. So this is something you had your whole life? Um, it came upon me in 2007. It started, and I think it's because in Australia we eat very differently. Like, you can't have high fructose corn syrup in Australia. It's illegal, all that sort of stuff. What is that? You know, all the sugar you fake sugars they put in everything like yeah. i saw you had smuckers over there yeah that's got me right now the jelly yeah sorry you saw in my refrigerator yeah, i saw it from here you opened the refrigerator i opened the refrigerator and she saw the smuckers I'm, that's I'm survival a food i'm a woman oh we shit do she's these looking things. around the house i didn't mean to, i just uh, peanut butter and jelly were right next to each other the girl sees these things i'm allergic to it so um it just means that i can't eat a lot of stuff okay yeah, thank you pamela you know pamela Thank you, Pammy Pam, for hanging out. And Robert Quartro, who is the owner and his family owns um, Foggia Italian Market in Delhi down in Lakewood. And here's the daughter. She's writing in from Arizona. And one of the greatest things is they always cater my show. I'm and so we've had meatballs, sausages, homemade. We had um, I love <laughs> mushrooms, sausages. mushrooms, I shouldn't pasta, say that myself. macaroni, and I still got leftover. They look so good. I love, by the way, I love cooking all this stuff. Like, I literally made spaghetti bolognese last week to take to a friend's house. I love cooking it all. I just can't eat it. Right. Well, 
when you have a sponsor like Poggia, Italian Deli, and Market, you don't have to cook anything. No, you just lucky. heat it up when you get here. I still have the little red um, cherry peppers stuffed with cream cheese that are the most incredible finger foods Delicious. you could ever have in your life. I still have them because he gave me hundreds of thousands of them. That's what you've been eating, I breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I do eat these for breakfast. I'll have a cup of coffee and some of this. I, I don't know what it is, but I, anyway, so. I, I, I have I, a farm. I, if you guys ever want to come and get some produce from us in downtown L.A. I went into the deli, and I called everybody and said, I have a guest coming on the show. She doesn't eat anything. What can I serve her? So give me the lemons. <laughs> I had one. lemons from a tree, <laughs> and I figured this would be nice for her. She can have a lemon and a glass of water, and I look like a good cook. I'll just suck on a lemon over here. <laughs> I was going to bring cucumbers. Now I wish I did. I'd love to see the response I on a cucumber. I could suck a cucumber. I eat cucumber. <laughs> I literally had two cum cucumbers for lunch. If you'd done that, you would have been like my hero. Now let's be real here. You can't, you couldn't, you can't eat this, huh? No. What would happen? My stomach would hurt so much, and then you wouldn't want to be around me later. How does that happen to a person? Like, I mean, sometimes I'm a little lactose intolerant. I can't have milk, but nobody really drinks milk anymore. I remember no. when I was a kid, milk was the thing. Milk did a body almond good. Almond milk or Brazil nut milk. Or now you get hemp milk. Now you get milk that tastes like cardboard. Yes, <laughs> liquid cardboard, my favorite. No, I mean. Someone just asked, do you have a fainting goat on your farm? I don't, Pamela. I wish. It's not a livestock farm. It's a vegetable and fruit farm. It's an aeroponic farm. Are you just loving that? I really want this thing. It's so delicious. It looks so good. I really wish I could feed her. Yeah. Because being an Italian guy, having a girl come over your house, the first thing you want to do is fatten her up. <laughs> don't worry. I'm fat enough. It's totally She's not fat fine. at all. I'm trying to lose She's the question what do you do really fine um, what? but if they did <laughs> say sure um can I check the menu pray to Christ that there's going to be something on the menu that I can eat um, or that I can talk. And I know a couple of guys are pretty gentlemanly most of the time and say, where would you like to go? And then I'll be like, oh, can we go here? Because I know that there's something that I can finagle into a food that I can eat. So <clears throat> let's, let's read real quick that, that a friend of mine's writing into the show and I, he, he writes the really, really great things. And I just want to comment on this. And then we're going to comment on the fact that she has to look at a menu before the guy takes her out to dinner. Because I texted her on the way over and I said, hey, listen, I'm going to the deli. I want to pick up a bunch of food for the show. What do you like? She wrote back, I can't have, I can't have, I can't have. I just walked in there and they told me, get out. <laughs> so Robert Monzi says, first of all, yourself and your guests look fantastic. Plus, she lives in my neck of the woods. Thank you again. For taking the time for those wishes of the B-Day. You're welcome, Robert. L.A. Dodger Stadium would have been perfect to rant those jokes. Because why? This is L.A. Well, thank oh, you very much. More, you need to come and get some more. 
Thank you, Robert. I'm definitely going to come down to Foggia, Italian Deli and Market, right there in Lakewood. I'd love to and as well. I'll smell everything. I'm going to come down there, and we're going to bring her, and we're going to get her some food that somehow, some way, is going to be absolutely delicious, and we're going to get it from the deli. Now, they have cookies. Can you have cookies? I made you cookies. She made me cookies. She made me these really moist. <laughs> you said you wanted the moist ones. Moist <laughs> chocolate chips. When I met her, I got so nervous, I didn't eat any of the chocolate chips. I didn't even think we were recording, and they were recording. I'm oh. like, Wait. and I love chocolate chip cookies, and I, all I needed was a nice cappuccino, and that would have been great. But um, I'm going to bring my friend Georgia down to dinner, and we're going to have it at Foggia Italian Market in Delhi, right down there in Lakewood, California. Their phone number is 562 I'm telling you, if you're in Los Angeles, you gotta go. See my friends down there, FogiaDeli.com. The food is out of control. And they have an outdoor place. I can eat olives. We can get her some olives. Yep. Stuffed peppers, maybe. Well, no, that's a stuffed pepper. But Marinated artichoke look, heart. Look, there's, you could just feed me the five different sorts of olives. I'll just have an olive platter. It's going to be an olive day. And a salad. And a salad and a cucumber. <laughs> they got cucumber. They can make something custom for her. I pretty much turn everything into a salad when I go home and visit. See? That's my girl. That's my girl. She gets it. One of the reasons why I know so much about the uh, Foggia Italian Market in Delhi is because it's very close to the Laugh Factory. Mm. And the Laugh Factory is where we were going to perform. And I would go down to Foggia, get a nice sandwich, and then I would go over to the Laugh Factory. I just like the way you can you say sandwich again. Sandwich. Sandwich. She likes the way I sandwich. say sandwich. Um, and and it you was know great I've to got go. A thing for Jersey Boys, so you just yeah, keep she's talking. got a beacon. I don't know what a beacon is. I do. When it's we a were on beacon. <laughs> there's something else that I was hoping she would share with everybody because she's sharing the fact that she can't eat what everybody else eats. I mean, I'm a sucker for crazy Italian food. I want it. I want it all the time. I'm not supposed to have too much gluten, but uh, I mean uh, dairy, but I love raviolis. That's my thing. So yeah. I know if I'm going to have a bunch of raviolis, I'm just going to take a nap. Yep. <laughs> sleep it out. I'm going to sleep it out. <laughs> but um, what is the other thing that I wanted to see if you wanted to share with the people? Oh, about my hair. Yeah, if you would like. I'd love to. I'm more and then we're going to take in about... some questions, too. So yeah. stand by, everybody. We're going to take in the questions from my guest, Georgia. Go ahead. Yeah, so I have many things wrong with me is the message of this. I think this is... She's got a lot of problems. Episode. Georgia's got issues. This is where the nerdy thing started. Yeah. Well, actually, I had all my hair um, when I was a nerd. Um, that's the irony. <laughs> so did I. <laughs> See? You hair understand this. That's why I find that this is actually talking about dating... I'm kind of like a step towards making every guy, because every guy's self-conscious about his hair, but I've got less hair than him, so he can always feel better about himself. So right. I'm just here to make guys feel better about themselves, basically. But um, no, so I was a hair model um, up until when I was 21. At about 21, I lost all of my hair in two weeks. It all fell out. And um, that kind of was horrible and strange and confusing. I didn't know what was wrong. Turns out I have alopecia areata. I kept it secret for a year because of that older guy that was friends with Tom that I was dating. He was like, don't tell anyone, keep it a secret. No one will ever talk to you again in the entertainment industry. So I wore a fake wig 
and hat for a year, which you shouldn't do in stand up. You should never wear a hat on stage because it covers, it covers your, your eyes. eyes. Yes. And so I had learn to learn that comedians yep, don't do it. Don't and, wear a hat. But I had to because I didn't know what else to do. It was so horrible. Um, and then I decided instead I'd do a different thing and I made a movie about it and really came out loud and proud. Don't drop my lemon. Um, and so I've lost my hair six times. It comes and goes. Um, I've been on 2020 talking about it. I'm very honest and open right now. I have like a few eyebrow hairs here and there and I've drawn them on. I've got no eyelashes on the bottom of my eyes, which is okay. How does this happen? Um, it, your body decides that your hair is bad. Like it, it, like the same way that, um, arthritis, like rheumatoid arthritis or Crohn's, it's like you're, I've got an over, so I never get sick because I have an overactive immune disorder. So my body just overfights everything and it decides to let go of my hair. But I had all of my hair. This is mine, um, what I have, but I'm missing. That's why I'm wearing this little hatty thing because I'm missing like a little band of hair around here. But I had it, like I had it all until July and then it all started falling out again. I was really enjoying having my hair again. So we don't know why. We don't know why it happens. And it's, Michael, it is not thyroid, but ironically... My thyroid, I love, people always go, is it your thyroid or are you stressed? And I'm, whenever anyone says stressed, I'm like, no, but losing your hair will make you fucking stressed. Um, so there's that. Uh, but uh, I do actually have a thyroid problem now, newly. So maybe this time is thyroid. But alopecia areata is not, there's no known cause, no known cure. I'm very, very, like, vocal about making sure that everybody knows that. Because otherwise people are like, oh, what's been happening? Are you having a tough time? And I'm like, no, actually... If I was more stressed, my hair would come back because it's an overactive disorder. So if I weaken my immune system, my hair is more likely to come back. But I've got used to it. It's annoying. I don't like it. It's hard to work on camera without it. So what do but, you do? You said you would take in Propecia? Yeah, well, I'm trying something else. I'm trying Rogaine this time. Just the topical. I don't want to take all the stuff because I don't want the side effects. Um, but I'm giving it a go. Why not? It's been so long. I might as well try. Every guy I know is doing it. So it's like I call my brothers and we bond over doing Rogaine. It's kind of fun. Um, but we'll see what happens. I don't want to do too much because mine does come and go. I'm hoping that I'm going to get it back again. But I wear, like I have a little hair piece thing that I wear and I'm getting a new wig on Friday, Mike. So I'm going to have a, Mike, a wig to go on top because I'm trying to be on camera. So that's the only bummer is when you have to be on camera. And, you know, it's kind of a fun thing, like on a first date. Here's a new thing about me. Not only am I eating, but, you know, we can trade hair loss stories. Yeah. Imagine being out on a date and you have to say to somebody, hey, listen, I got a lot of hair today, but you might not recognize me on Friday. Yeah. Well, let's... But I had that problem, too. But it took a couple of years. Like, yeah. like 30. <laughs> yes. Most men, it's more a gradual situation. Mine happens over, like, a couple of weeks. But, you know, makes me human. Right. What's the difference between, let's say, guys dating and relationships, family between Australia and, let's say, California, not New Jersey, just <laughs> California? Because I have to say, the Jersey boys do it a lot better. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm Loyal. not, I'm not trying to play to my audience here at all because I'm like, <laughs> I told you this when we first met. I have three exes that are from Jersey. I just have a thing that, like, and by the way, I'm on great terms with all three of them, yeah. just for the record. I really love them all very much still. Um, it didn't end badly, but they're just much more straightforward. In Australia, people are a lot more straightforward. And it's not like dating here, there's so many games and twists and turns and how are we going to do this. In Australia, it's just kind of like you go to a barbecue and your friend introduces you to a girl 
and then you start talking and next thing you know you're married it's just sort of like we don't and they usually split the check there like it's a very Where? in australia oh really which i much prefer. oh i'm going to australia <laughs> There's a, there's a, that's when, when I went, I did date an Australian guy for a year and I found it weird going back from being like, I'd always dated a lot older men and they were very like, you know, the, <laughs> they're always the like, you know, taking care of you. Not like that, but like, hi everybody up there. Um, but like very much taking the door, you know, open the door very gentlemanly. And I got back to Australia the amount of time doors just slammed in my face. I'm like, oh, sorry, I'll get that. Never mind. I can open my own door. This is fantastic. So I would love to go Dutch. We call it in the United States or in New Jersey when a guy goes out with a girl, they call it Dutch treat. That's what my mother used to call it, Dutch. You put up your money, I'll put up my money. If we don't like each other, we're not that angry. I think it's smart. Don't add, there's no investment into the issue. You're just like, let's, let's put it on the table. Let's see. Well, I would like to give Georgia, my guest today, some Mike Marino swag. We're going to give her some uh, uh, gear. I'm going to give Gonna, she could put these on a okay. little later when we're Excuse not filming. Me while I just get undressed. little interview and I think now is the time for everybody to write in some questions. So if you got some questions up there on Instagram, I really can't. And we're matching. So I have a <laughs> I was using this as a mask <laughs> when the when the pandemic first hit. I was walking around going like this. I already got a mask. I got a mask. Hey, these don't smell right. I got no. <laughs> but then you I came up with the, them I came up with the Mike Marino uh Make America Italian again mask. So let's have some questions. Hair or no hair, gorgeous comedians are sexy. She is, and she's extremely funny. In fact, why don't you tell everybody where we can find you on the internet oh, yeah. and where they can listen and watch your podcast? Well, please do. Uh, I'm Georgia Van C. And for all of you out there and here and everywhere. Georgia Van C. Yep, V A N C after Georgia, like the state, but smaller. Um, and then um, you should also. Follow Nerd World Podcast. We haven't released anything yet, so you can't see Mike or hear Mike yet, for that matter. But you will May 4th, because I'm a nerd, and may the 4th be with you. We are releasing it on May 4th. <laughs> I promise you I'm a nerd. But I'm So one of the greatest moments of my life was I got to actually be in Star Wars. And I've been a Star Wars nerd all my You're life. You're in Star Wars? I'm in Star Wars. Which one? Uh, the Old Republic. So I'm a very... I'm video games. I do... I'm in Final... <laughs> okay, here we go. So I'm in Final Fantasy, and um, that's a thing. Final Fantasy 13, and I have been w become well known, I guess you could say, for doing this. Uh, oh. um, 
Or you can Wait give a me, minute, you gotta do that again. Well, I wasn't ready for that. You can give me any emotion because I did this for a year in a sound booth. My character makes all these noises and I have 97 So you're a voiceover or you're yeah. in it in it? Voiceover. Voiceover artist. So, yeah, I've been in Star Wars and Final Fantasy and Diablo 3 and Payday, in Payday 2 I'm a bank robber. Um, but, yeah, if you give me any emotion, Vanille can deliver for you whatever sound you need. Well, do that little, uh... Oh, no, that's the bass. That's happy. Oh, oh. I'm sad. Oh, oh. Um, scared. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's what Vanille does. That's She's hilarious. very talented. So you like these Beacon Jersey boys. Can you imitate me? <laughs> you must, we must have us down. I can't really do Australian. I would have to listen to it for quite some time. And I think your accent's a little watered down. I don't it's hear it. It's super watered. I could be super Australian if you want me to be. Yes, let's have it. But then it. it's like, I'd almost have to be doing an imitation of someone being Australian because I don't really ever sound like that. Oh, wow. That, that was cool. Oh, thanks. I used to have an accent from New Jersey. I ain't got it no more. Uh, I just... I studied. <laughs> there's just something delicious about Jersey. I don't know. Hey. Just... Go start the car. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's wonderful. I was telling Georgia today that I went shopping and I had to go to Bed Bath & Beyond. I wanted to buy a new uh, comforter for my room, but I saw this duvet, which is, means you take your comforter and you shove it in the duvet yeah. so that you can maybe just change the color or the look of the room. So yeah. I, I put it in there. But I can't get it all the way up. There's a trick. So there's a trick to it, she says. Yeah. So if anybody wants to ask what the trick is, uh, I don't seem to be getting any questions. How about herbal remedies? Oh, I love they're all going to start keeping me. Is that, Carol, is that for the hair or the stomach? Which one of my problems are we trying? Because herbal remedies definitely don't work for the stomach. That just causes more issues. And herbal remedies, the worst story I've ever heard about someone with hair loss, this girl, she was told in Mexico, her grandmother told her to get cow shit and wrap it around her head, but she had to stay like that for 14 days. And she gave up after 12 days. It didn't work. I think we got some questions up on Instagram. Hold on, wait right here. You could see that? Thank you, may the fourth be with you. That's Pam. I have never taken a girl Easy, out Mike. and she paid. Just wrong. Oh, that's John Fossett. Thank you, John. I agree. Easy, Mike. I agree. Once a guy, like, to be honest, as a girl, I just want to let you know this. That I did say the Dutch thing, but for me, like, if I go out, if a guy asks me out and then we, I have to pay, I'm like, then why did you ask me? If I ask you, maybe then I should offer to pay. Or, but for me, I would always like to cook for them instead. I don't want to, like, take a guy out and buy him dinner. I'll cook for him. I never had anybody pay for me, no matter what. I ask Aww. a girl out, I'm making it, I'm making the move, I'm doing the ordering, the, the, the whole thing, and if I cook, I cook, and whatever Hi, it is, I'm always the one. So here comes some questions. Did I have a good time in Las Vegas? Yes, I did. Thank you so much, Dora. And Dora, thank you so much for the beautiful bottles of wine and the champagne, the almond champagne. The following night, uh, me and the fellow comedians in the green room drank everything. So thank you so much for these beautiful bottles of wine that was given to us backstage from our friend Dora, who uh, works so at a nice. winery up in Napa Valley. And Dora, if you want, why don't you go ahead and plug that company that you work for, put it here on the internet, and uh, we'll talk about that because it was really delicious. I never had 
champagne with an almond twist to it. It was pink. It was wow. gorgeous. We had a lot of fun with it. Fancy. And uh, Robert Catalano. Hey, Robert, stay there, baby. And while you are, I just want to say to Kiara, or Kiara, however you, we would say Kiara, but I think it's Kiara here. I just want to send you a big hug because it sounds like you've been going through a lot of icky stuff, and I know how horrible it is. Well, Kiara is the daughter of Robert Quattro oh. and Linda, and they're the ones that own Foggia Italian Market in Delhi. And right now I'm getting a nice shout-out from Robert Catalano, who owns uh, Regina's Pizza in Akron, Ohio. Hey, folks, I'm starting a whole new tour since things are starting to open up. Yay. So we have a lot of new sponsors, and if there's anybody who wants to sponsor a show, a tour, or the, the Not So Late show that I do the last Sunday of every month, all you got to do is instant message me. I'll show you exactly how to do it. Like this, Fortino Winery located in Gilroy, California. And Fortino is fantastic wine in the, uh, um, I guess, the Northern California region. I thought it was delicious. What if someone was to sponsor you playing drums? Uh, I do play the drums. We got some videos coming out uh, soon. Jersey, right, March 20. Thank you, Pammy Pam. I'll see you guys on March 20th. That's you, this coming Saturday on, night. You're leaving us? Yes. We just became you friends. Yeah, well, I'll be back. Um, <laughs> we got a lot of great new sponsors. In fact, next week I'm going to start shooting a TV commercial for our latest sponsor, Andy Rosenfarb. He's a doctor, and he does acupressure, acupuncture, puts you in a cylinder, makes you feel good, and gives you a chiropractic adjustment. Oh, nice. His company's called Acupuncture oh, Health and Associates. You know yes, I heard she broke her back right here on the Mike Marino That's show. What I do for you, Mike. Anybody could write into the show. I could get you on the show. In fact, if you want to be on this show and you want to sit next to me and Georgia, because she's going to be the co-host from now on forever, um, all you have to do is instant message me or write to our <laughs> producer. Dates are old. That's no good. Right? March. Oh, the 20th. dates are old. Twentieth. <laughs> Cover it up. Um, Just you can write to Tatiana Blue Shell at Mike Marino Entertainment at gmail.com. That's Tatiana Blue Shell. She produces all my shows. She also produced the web series Make America Italian Again. I want to be on that. Yeah, well, we're going to have to have an Australia girl in the show. I'll just make up all the mistakes I've made today again. Yes. I'll start calling all sorts of things. We're going to shoot a whole big scene, a bunch of Italian guys hanging out going, hey, pass me the meatballs. And she comes in and, don't eat that. That's got gluten in it. That's gluten. That'll hurt your stomach. That's going to kill you. <laughs> you can talk to a bunch of guys how we're going to get killed by what we eat. Yeah. Not oh. a gun. I'll be that annoying person. That person's always annoying. I well, love, no, okay, I love men who eat. Like, I don't want to ever stop a man from eating. That is fantastic. Well, you know, there are some meatballs in the refrigerator. <laughs> and Schmucker's jelly. <laughs> yeah, ooh, ooh, that's a weird That's combination. survival food. No, but see, because I lived in L.A. I looked at my refrigerator. I, didn't, I saw it out of the car. I'm, women have, like, we just... Whatever we need to see, we just see Look, it. But it Reno is, 2024, Georgia for vice president. That's, that's, we've already talked about this. <laughs> this is already the situation. We're already... Oh, my boobs are bigger than yours. Oh. I could do that too. I need some help with my boobs. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes. No, but because I've lived in LA for 15 years, and I swear, if I go to dinner one more time and the guy orders a salad, I'm like, really, go home and chop some wood. Well, you know what? Since we didn't eat on the show tonight, I'm going to have to take my guest out to dinner. 
And since you really can't go into any places because we're here in California and everybody's doing the COVID-19 thing, I'm probably going to have to go into the kitchen and figure out how to cook a cucumber. <laughs> but I want to thank everybody for having a, a, some fun with us right now. Thank you. And uh, don't forget, if you do want to be on my show live from my mother's basement, write to Tatiana Bluchel, Mike Marino Entertainment at gmail.com. Tell her how much you love the show and you'd like to participate. If you want to find out where Georgia is going to be playing and appearing and how you can follow You keep on going to my YouTube channel at Mike Marino Live. You know the motto. You don't know nothing. You don't see nothing. You don't say nothing. And how do I end every single one of my broadcasts by always saying, <laughs> Thanks for listening to Live from My Mother's Basement with me, Mike Marino. Make sure you log on to all my social media at Mike Marino Live on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter.